I'm joined right now by a national NFL writer for The Athletic. He previously served as an NFL reporter and a columnist for USA Today. Also a former Washington Commanders beat writer for The Washington Post. Of course, I'm talking about Mike Jones. Mike, great to finally do this in person. What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing well. How you doing? Good, man. Good. Really good to see you, bro. Really good to see you. All right, so you, I think, hit on this perfectly in a column that you wrote for The Athletic yesterday. The NFL season is grueling. You've got training camps, which get underway in July. You've got an 18-week, 272-game marathon, 12 more playoff games, and it finally comes down to this. Never mind playing or coaching, just as a journal covering it all. How does it feel to finally be here, dude? Uh, you know, it, it feels like the season started a long time ago, but at the same time, it went really fast. There are so many things to be mindful of, schedules and availability and everything like that. Your head's spinning a little bit, but, you know, the end is almost in sight. We're almost there to the finish line. All right, so Mike Jones joining us. Mike, there's so many compelling storylines. Let me start with this. Legalized sports betting has translated into enormous revenue for the league as well, of course. What is the league, though, telling the players about being in casinos this week? They're not allowed to have they're not allowed to be in casinos they're not allowed to do any kind of betting or anything like that and not just the players league employees as well basically i was told they're told don't even look at a slot machine uh no betting of any kind not just on games stay away mike jones joining us so if the league is telling teams that what are teams telling their players like we've done this long enough to know one of the biggest talking points in any given super bowl week is hey man be smart. It's a business trip. There are so many distractions. Do not get hooked. Look around you, Mike. We yeah. know there are more distractions here than anywhere in the world. What are teams telling their players? Well, they plan this thing out months and months in advance. So they're not even staying downtown. They're about 40 minutes away where their team headquarters are set up, hoping to kind of minimize distractions. And like like you said, this is a business trip. As the veterans on these teams are telling the younger guys, hey, we can have fun after this. Right now, we need to stay locked in. Keep your nose clean. Don't go anywhere you're not supposed to go. Be back in your room at the right time. And let's get prepared for this game so nothing deters us from our goals. All right, so, Mike, what about the game itself? It looks like a great, great matchup on play on paper. What about on the field itself? What are you expecting? I, I'm expecting a really good chess match. You have two of the best offensive minds in the game in Andy Reid for the Chiefs and Kyle Shanahan. Excuse me, dude. Is that any good? That's We're talking cool. about the fountains behind us. You, you didn't want me interrupting your flow. Sorry about that, bro. Go ahead. No, that's all right. It's pretty cool. You know? It's really cool, man. <laughs> yeah. I've been on Radio Row in a giant concrete box for 30 years, man. I'm kind of into this. Yeah, exactly. This is pretty cool. Yeah, you know, and this is my first time in Vegas. I haven't seen this. You know, I saw this on Ocean's stop, 11, stop, right? Stop, stop, so, stop. Dude, you have never been to Vegas. There's no basketball team here, and there's <laughs> no football team until just now. You know? so, Literally, you've never experienced this except for Ocean's 11. Exactly. No wonder you stopped. Yeah, So exactly. what's it like so, in person? It's pretty impressive um you know the music starts playing and everything like that yeah i feel like we're on a i movie. think we all remember our first trip to vegas is it living up to the hype so far i again for you it's a business trip yeah. but is it living up to the hype well i just got i landed yesterday and went straight to the press conferences so i haven't even gotten to see much i was writing since six o'clock this morning so this is my first you know I, i'm come out of that box too um and it's pretty crazy pretty impressive all right so we were talking about the game but let me do what i'm supposed to do and follow you you covered the pressure last night what was your biggest takeaway from what you saw last night um i think just experience really matters um the veterans on this team as far as the chiefs go 
a lot of those guys, they've been here. They were here last year. This doesn't seem like it's anything that's too big for them. They know the routines. They know how to prepare. Now, there are some guys that are on the 49ers who were not. A lot of guys who weren't on the team when they were in the Super Bowl and lost to the uh, Chiefs in 2019. So some of those guys who are there are trying to tell the young guys, hey, look, this is what you have to be mindful of. There's a lot of distractions. Um, don't play the game before the game is played is what um, uh, one of the young guys was told. What do they mean by that? That's a great line. If you were in your head and you were psyching yourself up and thinking about, oh, we got to do this, I got to do this, and by the time you get to the game, you're psyched out, you're mentally exhausted, and so like, just focus on practice today, focus on the meetings, keep it all simple, so that way, then when the game comes, you're primed and not, you know, you haven't psyched yourself out. It might be easy for anybody to say, but how do you not make it bigger than it is when it's the biggest freaking thing in the world? Yeah, I think that's where it comes to where they are world-class athletes, and, you know, that's what differentiates between the guys who are going to play great on Sunday and the guys who are going to make a lot of mistakes. Those guys who can just lock in. Kyle Shanahan hadn't even, I said, look, you could be the first father-son duo to ever win a Super Bowl. What would that mean? Also, last time 49ers won a Super Bowl, your dad was the offensive coordinator in 94 and you were a teenager. What would it mean? He was like, I haven't thought of it. You know, he's just focused on preparing Co- his Coaches team. are famous for not yeah. knowing right. anything outside that radius, <laughs> that 4 by 4 box in front of them, right? Right, right. And that's what they're trying to get their players to be mindful of as well. Okay, we've got meeting at this time. we got meals at this time. we got practice. That's all that matters. Hey, I want to be really responsible on how I phrase this, but social media had a field day with this last night. Did Kyle seem a little loose to you? Um, I don't think he seemed loose. He seemed relaxed. Code for buzzed? I, I don't think so. I, I didn't see it as that. Um, I've known him a long time. He just seemed relaxed, um, you know, kind of like, hey, we're here. I've been here before. Um, I think he's more comfortable. I mean, now, hey, did he, I don't know if he, you know, took a shot or something like that. But, um, you know, I, I didn't observe that when I was talking to him, um, you know. Again, you. we're right there in the moment. There are times when I tweet something in games and people have seen 25 replays and they tell you you're an idiot. But everybody else says Times. Every time we Every time we post anything on the X, we yeah. get that. Yeah. That's part of the world we live in right now. Yep. In fact, Mike Jones joining us. Mike, I think I buried the lead. In fact, I know I did. I should have gotten to the most important aspect of this matchup altogether. The second you sat down, is Taylor Swift going to be able to make it from her concert in Tokyo to the Super Bowl? And how stressed are you personally as to whether or not she makes it in time for the kickoff? Well, my daughter will be very happy to see the, like, 30 seconds of flashes of Taylor Swift. Um, you know, but we'll see. The Japanese embassy released a statement saying, hey, she's going to leave at this time. It's a, you know, however many hour flight, she will be there well in advance. So I don't think her people are worried, it sounds like. Relax, Swifties. She's going to be there to cheer on her guy, Travis Kelsey. We're talking to Mike Jones. So, Mike, let me ask you this. For those, speaking of the Chiefs, for those who are not paying close attention, how did they go about rebuilding their defense? And not just rebuilding it, but turning it into a juggernaut. How much credit goes to the D coordinator, Steve Spagnolo, And how much goes to the GM, Brett Veach? A lot of pre- uh, credit goes to Brett Veach because, look, they had older guys. Um, and they also had some young guys that maybe didn't quite fit. Remember, a couple years ago, they had to score 30 points to win every single game. Now they've brought in young guys. They've drafted guys specific to their need, exactly the type of system they want. They've gotten some decent bargain bin type of you know veteran guys that have fit really well. And, yes, 
with Chris Jones as the centerpiece of that defense and people play off of him. Their defense is nasty now. They have held teams to 13.7 points a game in the playoffs, which is number one. They were number two in the league this year. So this team has really evolved from what we saw when they won their first Super Bowl. It's pretty impressive. It is really impressive. Mike Jones joins me for a few more moments. You hear him on the show frequently. It's the first time we sat down together personally. You had something on the X, a really interesting post, I thought, where former Bills offense coordinator Ken Dorsey ends up with the Browns, and he says that Deshaun Watson is, quote, one of the top quarterbacks in the league. He then says he looks forward to the opportunity to help him go out and prove that. Also a quote, Mike, is there any reason to believe that Deshaun Watson is still, quote, one of the top quarterbacks in the league and that Dorsey is going to be able to help either him, himself, or Deshaun? You change the narrative. Yeah, it's very interesting to me because, you know, you see all the time mediocrity rewarded in the NFL. And Ken Dorsey's a guy who just got fired. He had the most talented guy that he could ever have outside of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And he wasn't able to position him for success. Now, as a quarterback's coach, he was okay. As a play caller, he was not. Now, he did do well with Cam Newton um, as a quarterback's coach. um, And Josh Allen is that. But he didn't have a good feel for establishing the run, for being able to take pressure off of their quarterback. And again, like you say, is Deshaun Watson, who's basically, you know, what we've seen is a shell of the guy that we saw down in Houston when he was MVP candidate. I don't know that this will work. It's going to be interesting to see how Kevin Stefanski structures this. Is he still going to be the play caller and just have Ken Dorsey as a glorified quarterback's coach? Then maybe that can work. But I think a lot of this is mental with Deshaun Watson. Maybe he's not as fast as he was, but he just doesn't seem to have quite that feel. So maybe Ken Dorsey can help him with that. But again, Ken Dorsey himself didn't show he had a good feel for the game when he was the play caller. So I don't know what your confidence level could be like. I think that's fair. I mean, if he didn't help Josh Allen, how is he going to help Deshaun Watson? Right. Right? Before you go, what about Roger Goodell? He had his annual press conference yesterday. Among other things, he, of course, defended the ref show. He said, quote, they did a great job, and he called them superior. How would you describe the job the refs did this year, and is there anything about them that you would consider superior this year? I do believe these are the best refs in the world, but they are human, and Every year, there are new camera angles, so you and I can see way more than they can. If you've ever refereed a game, you have to go very fast. Split second, I think somebody it's like 1.2 seconds to make up your mind. And so what they need to do, and Goodell kind of hinted something, give them the technology that they need to help them. So they need to go to a sky judge system where, okay, they're making a call, but if there's something just like the XFL, hey, there's a mistake right there. Radio down, get it fixed, instead of just relying on a human because... As we see every single game, there's something that they get wrong. They're trying their best, but it's just such a fast-paced game. It's a tough job. Hmm. So, you know, before you go, I could ask you about Patrick Mahomes' legacy if he wins. I could ask you about Andy Reid's legacy if he wins. I want to ask you about somebody else's legacy, Christian McCaffrey. All right, so if he wins this weekend, are we talking about him as one of the best running backs of this generation, or is he already in that conversation without that win? I think he's among the best in this generation, but if he gets a Super Bowl ring, it'll wipe out the question and put him in the discussion for one of the best of all time. Now, he doesn't quite have the yardage and the mileage that some of these guys have. He's had some injuries, and you know, but he's still young. He's still got you know, plenty of football ahead of him. But if you get that Super Bowl ring, the way he is such a threat in the run game in the past game and to get that ring would definitely give him an edge and elevate him among some of the best that we've seen in a really long time my man you've studied this all year long you've looked at all the tendencies you looked at all the analytics how you feeling about this game what is your lean for sunday 
I've gone back and forth and back and forth, but I'm leaning towards the Chiefs because they've been here before and because of that defense. If that defense can get after Brock Purdy and kind of put some pressure on him, then that really eases pressure on Patrick Mahomes. And as we saw against Baltimore, he didn't have to do a whole lot in the second half. He just had to make the throws, pick up the first downs, extend the drives because that defense was as nasty as it is. So yeah, I was, was going to say, I'm starting to interrupt. I was talking to Michael Lombardi about this. It tells me so much about Mahomes, how unselfish and how smart he is that he's fine with that. Right. Like, whatever yeah. it takes, right? Exactly. He understands and thinks the game and knows he doesn't have to play hero ball. You know, he just has to play smart. Don't make mistakes. Don't turn the ball over. And he has not done that. And that's where. What about Purdy? Does Purdy need to play his best game for the 49ers to win this game? He really does. He has to eliminate mistakes. He can't throw the ball away. There's going to be times, just like we saw against Detroit, he's going to have to scramble for some yardage. And really, though, trust his teammates. Put the ball in the hands of his playmakers, McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. And trust that defense to make plays behind him. Live to see another day. Don't force the ball and make a big mistake. Mike Jones joining us. My man, I can tell you this. As somebody who's been here before, dude, you have settled in beautifully. For a guy who's making his first trip ever to Vegas, dude, like, you didn't blink. The sun is coming out. Thank good God. things, man. Yeah. Good I'm things, very dude. Happy to see the sun. Dude, so good to see you, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> hey, All the conversations we've had, and we'll have a million more. Mike Jones, you want to make sure you read him in the athletic. He is one of the very best at what he does. All right, we are continuing from Vegas. Man, it, things are going well. The streets are starting to fill out. The sun is coming out. It's really good.